I can't do it. I might as well be Pygmalion for as rough around the edges as I am. I'm not ready for the public. There is no public persona here. Hey, this is Michelle Spiver, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as I show you, yes, you can do this, and we get into how to become palatable for the public. I'll see you on the flip. Ah, yes, the good old public persona. And why do we need it? Well, we need it because in today's world, with more people having to become their own bosses and start their own businesses, there's going to come a time when you have to get from behind the the shadows and the curtains and talk to the public. And so uh, there's a lot of wisdom to be learned in being able to be personable and presentable to the public, aka your public persona. And so today, we're going to be hopefully giving you some wisdom smacks on how to be palatable when it comes to the public, okay? So let me get my notes. I should have had them ready. Hold on just a sec, you guys. Let me get my notes together. Okay, let's roll. So a few years ago, I worked with a... um, group where I taught online how to not lose your sanity as an online marketer. And uh, I took what I knew uh, from a therapy standpoint and what I knew as working online and came up with a program to help people learn how to be more savvy, how to uh, actually prepare themselves for when they were going to be working online. And at that time, I started actually learning that there are professionals out there who teach people how to be uh, media ready. And they call it media training. And at the time, it was really just geared for celebrities. But lo and behold, as we continue to move on, more and more people who are... uh, regular, I don't want to call them regular Joes, but who are not necessarily trying to be a celebrity or whatever, are having to start knowing more about how to create a good uh, public persona and how to be media trained. And because of that, Um, it's going to become, I believe, just even more prevalent for us to be aware of it. Now, I am not a professional person to teach you how to do media training. I am not. (laughs) So I am going to just tell you, do a Google search because there are a lot of them out there. I've not used these companies and so I cannot give them recommendation. Um, I uh, will say that... Excuse me, guys. I seem to have a little tickle in my throat today. I will say that media training is really good in working hand in hand with what I'm going to be telling you about today uh, for building your uh, public persona that is the closest to who you really are without giving out too much and exposing yourself too much. Okay. So, Let me go on and get into this because this is going to be something that I hope will be a reference for you. If you don't find yourself needing it right now, I will say that maybe you'll never need it, but there are some things in here that everybody needs no matter what, okay? So with that, the first thing I'm going to say, and this goes back, harkens back to that training that I did uh, years ago for people, is 
when you're wanting to have a public face, and that's what a persona is, uh, to be able to do your do your work, uh, present yourself to the public, and have some sanity about it, the first thing you have to do is learn how to establish and reinforce boundaries. As a author, uh, and I'm so glad that I, I knew this because I was able to field this better than a lot of people. But as an author, once you start to get even a wee bit of, notor- of, of notability with regards to people who are, are, are enjoying your work, the way we live with the, um, the, the borderless um, bounds of the internet makes it where people can vet you to the point of even invasively stalking you. And so because of that, there is, and I hate to say it, but there really isn't a true sense of privacy in the way that we used to enjoy or my parents used to enjoy it. Um, So you have to, you have to kind of like just understand that, but you do want to make sure that you do have some ways of establishing your boundaries and reinforcing them and hoping that you don't end up with people who uh, may have issues. Over and over again in the uh, news, we hear of so many no, uh, notable people having to get restraining orders and and uh, having to protect themselves and their family members from people who stalk them and who just go crazy. And unfortunately, it has actually become just par for the course. And it's sad that in the last 20 years, uh, as people become more well-known globally, they are like these basic things that they have to have, like a good lawyer for litigious uh, concerns, because it's not a, a factor of if, it's just when someone tries to sue you for something. And the other one is security or privacy and or privacy um, protocols. And then the public persona media training. And this is the one that, People don't realize that they need to have. And I'm going to tell you, every day uh, we're starting to see the need for it more and more because people are beginning to get easy and almost freakishly flukish celebrity uh, for just simple things. Uh, Like they post something and it goes viral or they happen to get on a show a reality show, and and I don't know if it's uh, the way it's edited or whatever. It takes off. Um, I remember a sibling sending me something a year or so ago and saying, "You have to watch this." And I was like, "What is it?" And it was a show. Um, I don't know if it's a global show or not, but uh, it was a show about a ninety-day fine. I said finance <laughs> fiance or or whatever. I didn't really. I I, I hate to say it, but I didn't watch the show. Um, but what I did notice was that a lot of uh, the participants of the show were thrust into the uh, limelight and a lot of them were not ready. They just were not ready for the attention and the shine and the scrutiny that you get when you go um, global or viral. And so with today's Wisdom Smack, it's, it's just more of trying to help us all find a happy medium and a happy balance. Um, another thing that uh, I, I do <laughs> remember when I was doing this training uh, was trying to help people get ready for success online. Uh, it, it, you, you, uh, you don't even realize that 
with every good, there is a bad and vice versa. And we talk a lot about polarity here. We talk about being able to uh, op- occupy the middle where you have enough control to know which side you can go to at will. Um, we, we talk um, more of being able to manage your world a little bit better. And because of that, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that when you get certain successes, there are certain uh, bigger issues that you have to deal with that you never dealt with before when you had anonymity. And because of that, this is going to be a wisdom smack that, like I said, you may need it now, but you may need it later. So bookmark it and come back to it. So getting into this um, boundary establishing. So one of the things that I would tell you Uh, to prepare or if you find yourself already in the midst where you have uh, some type of uh, notability online is that you want to uh, go through and do certain things technologically. Now, I don't have time to cover all of them, but what I will say are the obvious ones. Make sure that when you're posting things, especially pictures and the like, you turn geotagging off on your phones, your cameras, or whatever. Make sure you check your metadata and turn it off because people can look at that metadata and find out where you are or where you were. Another thing is uh, establishing boundaries means that you tell people how to treat you from the start. Yes, you can have um, fans and you can have all of all of the different accolades that you want uh, and the and the appreciations of your fans, but you it's up to you to make sure that you train the people who follow you how to interact with you. And it does not have to be mean. If you say simply, this is my life, my children, my spouse did not choose uh, this as a profession, and that's what this is for me, part of my profession, please respect their privacy. And are, are you telling them, I will not be showing uh, my significant other and my 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 family and my children. Um, and I'm going to ask you to respect that. I uh, will give you information, but please don't expect for me to share X, Y, or Z or to share certain aspects of my life, that kind of thing. Also, uh, with even how to contact you, um, a lot of people have to understand that it's hard to keep your real address out of things. Um, Like if you have a a website presence and those types of things. In the United States, uh, the FTC, Federal Federal Trade Commission, I almost said fatal, the Federal Trade Commission requires that you have certain things on your website uh, for it to be within the laws of doing business, including how to contact you, a phone number, location, and those types of things. And so a lot of times it would behoove you to get a, a postal service box somewhere for where to send things and how to contact you and those types of things that are connected with your persona and your business. Now, there are a whole list of them and we just don't have time to go through them, but I wanted to give you some to just even get your mind thinking of, wow, this is something. Now, this is the part that I didn't cover at that time because I didn't realize it needed to be covered. (laughs) But I'm going to also say this. There is a difference between notability and notoriety. And if you get them confused, you get what you get. So notability, 
that's where you are admired for doing good deeds, good things. You are possibly a success in your field. You are a good actress or actor or creator or whatever. Notoriety. You can still be a good person in your field, but it is where you become known for the bad stuff. You are a scallywag, a a rake, a scoundrel, a rascal. And this is, you know, where a lot of times you do naughty things, but you either get a tap on the wrist or you you uh, get away with it. And so um, the no, like the, the notorious B.I.G., you know, so notoriety no, um, and notorious, they are on the same side and notability is on another side. So if you have to remember, notability is noble. Notoriety is notorious, okay? And I see people conflate the two. And the reason why I'm making sure that you understand that is because if you come off as a quasi-villain in a uh, global way, you're going to get certain energies following you, liking you, or or opposing you. And thus, you get what you get. So make sure that if you are going out to do something, make sure that you are well prepared to have the persona and the protections that come with that persona. I see so many young people picking handles on social media where they're bad boy this, bad girl that, and this and all of that. And when they end up in constant tiffs and, and rifts and strife, they're like, well, I don't understand. I'm like, well, you know, you chose notoriety. So there you go. Okay, so with the establishing of the boundaries and reinforcing them, be sure that you tell people how to treat you and what to expect and what not to expect on a continual basis with tact and hopefully with a dash of love. Also, take the precautions you need to make sure that you protect yourself and where you live, where you stay, and uh, where you you are going to be uh, when you're posting things and all of that. You know, I'll just go on and say it. If you uh, have, uh, you know, if you have concerns or worries about people overstepping your boundaries and you happen to be somewhere, wait a few days until you're back from wherever you are to post. And you can still tag the location after the fact. But and when I say tag it, just the location, not where you are. Uh, when you post, but just take the extra precaution to make sure that you establish and reinforce your boundaries. Okay. And so the next part is, is uh, understanding how to deal with intrusive innocence. Now I had to learn this as an author um, because I have fans. Thank the Lord. I do. Thank y'all. If you read my books under, you know, my, one of my pen names, Michael Daniels and others, thank you. Um, but there are sometimes people who are very intrusive, but they're innocent in their intrusiveness and you have to learn how to deal with it. They will send questions and they will ask for stuff that is invasive and, uh, sometimes just too much. And so you need to get very clear on how you're going to deal with that. And that's where I refer to etiquette 
yes, you, their etiquette still works. <laughs> and I uh, refer to refining my message when I have to give responses for people who ask me things that are um, crass, yes, yes, or out of bounds or, you know, those types of things. And I'm going to just give you a quick one that uh, my grandmother taught me on here. And that is if someone asks you something that they don't really need to know or is too personal. Now, this is not media. This is just, you know, someone, you know, that you can get away with that and you don't want to answer the question. You ask them, why do you need to know that? You ask them, why do you need to know that? And depending on how they answer, which is probably not going to be sufficient because just to satisfy your curiosity does not mean that I need to ask, you know, answer. And once they even hear it, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm asking, I, I'm sorry, you know, and, and they'll back off. All right. But when you are dealing with media and people who are in the business of uh, getting information out to the masses, you have to have a different way of dealing with it. And that comes to media training. So in media training, you're going to learn how to uh, deflect and redirect if if they are getting into areas that you have said it's all, you know, are off limits and those types of things. You're going to learn how to stay on message with still giving them a little bit. And to do that, you're going to have to learn how to clarify your message, how to answer difficult topics and personal questions, and even how to speak with an alluring power and authority that lets them know, don't try me. <laughs> okay. And also, this is another one. You're going to have to learn how to work with the different mediums. So if you are doing this where you're on radio, your voice is going to have to have inflections and those types of things to convey a subtext of uh, your persona. If you're on camera, you're going to also have to learn how to use your body language to do the same because it does not make sense for you to sound great uh, in print or even on um, podcasts. And then when people get you in front of the camera, you have no clue of how to convey your message and thus you erase everything you've been working with. Okay. So this is another thing too, um, when you're dealing with this, and that is to control the narrative by controlling the media coverage. And that comes by you getting very clear on the topics that you are, are, are going to be answering and also your message about what you are about and how you uh, want to convey that. Because if you're very clear about your message, no matter what goes on, you can always bring it back around. And experts say have no more than three to five. Uh, some of them say three, but some of them say, depending on what you do, up to five. And that way you always have a point that you can bring them back around to when uh, you're being interviewed. And that way it helps you from not being misquoted, taken out of context, and a a lot of the things that people uh, say plague them when they have to go in front of the media. So now, <laughs> this is the good part, okay? 
I've talked to you about media. I've talked to you about the difference between notable and notoriety, how to set up a public persona uh, with regards to establishing your boundaries, how to handle intrusive um, innocence. You know, when people ask you questions, the next part is, is I am going to talk to you about you putting stuff out. And that is you need to learn the art of nuance and fine uh, and finesse, nuance and finesse. So here I'm going to talk to you about nuance and finesse and talk to you about some things that you need to be ready uh, and well-versed in when you're going out into the public sphere, okay? So let's talk about nuance first. To have nuance, it means different degrees of a difference of expression. Basically, it's a complexion. It's a shade. It's a gradient. And so with nuance, um, it comes to being able to... uh, shade something. It's not lying. It's not any of that. It's just you become very well versed in the proper words that you choose and select. And thus, you actually learn how to veil because that's what it also means. Uh, you you learn how to veil, to shade, to uh, appear as a cloud, a mist, or a vapor. Those are some of the words when we think about nuance. Um, and it really just comes down to being able to uh, have a slight or delicate degree of difference in expression or feeling on your opinion. And so depending on who you're talking to, you'll know how to provide nuance for that audience, how to provide nuance for your audience, and how to provide nuance uh, so that you won't be misquoted, you won't be taken out of context, and you'll know the subtext of what is going on so that you can also cover that, okay? And then this whole thing about finesse. Now, I love me some finesse. And if you go and look at the etymology of the word, oh, baby, it talks about fine stratagems. It even has a derivative part of it from the folklore of fairies and elves and how um, it dealt with the subtle arts of magic and all of that. And so to finesse something is to use an intricate tactic or strategy to get the upper hand. It is a delicate subtlety. Oh, yes. And so learning the art of finesse is where you're able to all that stuff we talked about, establishing and reinforcing boundaries, dealing with intrusive innocence, um, dealing with the media, how to control the narrative. It's going to come into that. So now this is the thing. When you start to learn the art of nuance and finance uh, and finesse, excuse me, you guys, finesse, not finance, finesse, you're going to want to deal with these things before you get on social media, before you start spouting uh, your 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 takes on things. And this is something that I, I really want to say here because a lot of people have been instructed by the gurus of the day to go and just pick stuff and give hot topics on it. And I'm going to tell you, without the art of nuance and, and, and finesse, if you go and you start putting out your uh, opinions of stuff, the internet is forever. It's just ever. <laughs> and it never forgets, no matter how much you wish it would. And thus, if you go and just start doing this, you might be able to get 
views, likes, and commentary. You might even be provocative. But one thing about it is if you go with a rough edges, like we talked about in the A part, and you're not prepared, your message is going to age like cut avocado. It's not going to do well, especially as fast as the uh, the zeitgeist uh, <clears throat> changes of what is okay to say and what is not. You know, and I'm not trying to tell you that you have to have a crystal ball to be palatable to the public, but what I am trying to tell you is there are some things that you can prepare for. So let's talk about those in our last few minutes. And that is deal with how much to share. You should have that line in the sand, that line of demarcation that says, I go up to this line and no more, period, dot, in, no more. So you already know your own boundaries of what you you should share. And that brings me to the next point. Not only establishing and reinforcing your boundaries for others, but what boundaries apply to you? What are your boundaries? For me, uh, if you notice, a lot of times I don't give pronouns of, of, you know, people if I'm relaying something. And a lot of times I'll change something up just a little bit because I have this confidential, personal confidential boundary of exactly what I will share because I have worked very hard to be an excellent confidant to those people who entrust uh, themselves to know uh, for for me to know intricate knowledges about them to either support them help them or teach them and so that's another personal boundary for me you need to establish what are your personal boundaries that you will not go beyond and then this is a big one and that is how much should you conform to what is being uh, done in society and how much should you be unique? Because depending on that is, that's going to dictate how much energy you have to use in your public persona. If you're known as a quote unquote shock jock, that means you're very unique. But if you're known as a commentator, that means you pretty much have a conformity um, that you're you're going to be doing because you're going to be pulling different types of people to your message and to you. And a lot of times people cannot separate your message from you. So be careful. I, I remember a... Um, a person who still does their job uh, was in the quote unquote shock jock arena and people were talking about how much vitriol they spewed and how many people followed them. And when it came down to it, the person said, this is an act. This is a persona. Um, these people should know that this is like, you know, wrestling. This is, you know, uh, entertainment. And that wasn't the case because they were positioning it as commentary and people at the time didn't know that that person did not identify with that message and that they were playing a, um, they were playing a part. And so it caused some problems for them. And this is an established person. And so if you can do this ahead of time, it's going to go great for you. And the next one is, and this, ooh, this is really something that I would encourage you to take the time, even if you think you're never going to have to use it, but you need to figure out how and when to flaunt, brag, or share about your accomplishments, your expertise, your training, or whatever. Because depending on the context of what you're doing, 
it's going to a lot of times dictate it, but then there are going to be some times when it just doesn't work. For instance, you got to learn how to read the room in person as well as digitally. So what if you are uh, being presented as an expert uh, and you're looking at um, the particular place and that place is not one where they uh, like authority or expertise, they, they like hands-on, that's not the time to, to tell them that you're a USA best-selling author, you have, you know, three masters or whatever. That's not the time. You are just a colleague, a comrade in arms. And all they want to know is, are you with us? And can you help us get to, uh, you know, where, where you are. And it, like I said, it becomes really hard because the very things that used to work even five years ago, they don't, they, they fall flat in today's society. And another thing about being palatable to the public, I've talked about the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times. That's what the zeitgeist is. I've talked about in uh, Zeitgeist Battles. Uh, that was the podcast title, Zeitgeist Battles. I've talked about knowing uh, which uh, generation is uh, doing what and how to work within them, no matter what generation you're born into, so that you can always be on wisdom side when, when doing things. And one of the things to note is right now, we are in a shift where people don't care about expert status like our parents did. We care about you documenting the journey with us, showing us the good, the bad, and the ugly. That is why reality TV is now giving way to vlogging and documentaries and documenting and and taking people along. That is why some of the fastest growing uh platforms are YouTube channels where they show people messing up and doing it over and over again and just chronologically recording the whole process. It took me this many tries, but I finally did it kind of things because gone are the days when people can just say, oh, I'm perfect. I know how to do this. And they tell you, no, in this particular society, the zeitgeist is now different than it was even I said five years, but five to 10 years before. So learn how to read the times and learn how to establish yourself within them accordingly. And then this is the last one as we finish up because my time is basically gone. Don't seek to get affirmation and accolades from your public. Don't seek it from your fans, your clients, your, your peers. That's not their job. Their job is to just like what you're doing if they like it. And if not, that's their job as well. It's your job to make sure that you take care of your ego, your mental health, and all of the accolades and the uh, feedback that you need. And once you do that, you're going to be fine. Okay. So guess what? Yep. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom with another episode of Wisdom Smack. I'm going to see you tomorrow. And thank you so much. Check the show notes. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, 
please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.